0: Hey y'all, hey, it's your sugar here. Thanks for chiming in. So it's <laughs> it's past 7.30 on a Wednesday night, but listen, it's Wednesday and it's coming into the nighttime. So it's, it's time, me and you. Uh, I'm Natalie Sugar Brown, a woman pugilist or woman boxer. This is my platform, my show to talk about women's boxing. I've been there, done it. I know the story. And if I if I don't know the story, I'll figure that mess out. Cause something that I'm true to, not new to. Okay, so yes, uh, the Natalie Sugar Brown Show is where we come and meet on Wednesday nights to have a conversation about women's boxing. Yeah, just just a conversation. You don't really have to know the numbers, the the direct. You know, decimals of everything, but uh, it's it's a it's a meeting to where you can ask any question. Ask what you want to ask. You can give your opinion, non-judge, judgmental opinion. I mean, of course, you're going. I mean uh you'll hear Sugar's opinion back too but you know we always keep it respectful and i just love to hear what y'all thinking about us women out here that behave badly so yes um tonight's show is about the uh most recent uh Fight of interest, which is the Katie Taylor versus Chantelle Cameron showdown over there in Dublin, Ireland, and uh, it 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 was an upset. You know, the the darling Katie Taylor um, actually got her first L L. Um, over the weekend, so I think she may be—I don't know. She may be struggling with that, right? You go unbeatable for years. You don't know what that feel like, and then somebody uh, hands you that L. You—you uh, you got to kind of rethink. what you got to rethink what was going on with you, okay? So, as usual, my guys here at Talking Fight, they done put a nice little slideshow with some pictures together, so you can see who I'm talking about, right? And um, you know, I'm I'm just going to start by giving, giving the the outline, the schematics on, um, what what happened, what had happened over the weekend. Okay. All right. Let's do it. All right, my lovely assistant mm-hmm all right to the left to the left put that picture up in a box to the left <laughs> all right y'all so listen um these two fought. so over on your far left is the darling katie taylor okay and then to the right you got Chantel cameron Okay, so both are champions. Both are undisputed champions in their respective weight classes. So to the far left, Michael Orr, hey baby, hey baby. Michael Orr chimes in, hello sugar. Hey Mike, you know I'm always happy when you come through. So thank you. Um, and I want you to let me know what you think about this this fight. Yeah, Michael Orr said, let's talk about this fight. Okay. Because to be honest, this is the only fight that I really looked it at or looked at um, on the card. Yes, I know, I know, but I I didn't really have time, but I know I had to look at this fight. Okay, so to the far left, you see Katie Taylor, who is the all them belts. Right. So she had all the straps. The WBA, WBC, IBF, WBO, and the ring belt. The ring magazine belt is somewhere in there too. Okay. And she's got this belt at the lightweight. She represents Ireland. She's the, she's Ireland. She's the champion. um, And she's the lightweight champion. So 135 pounds. Okay. And then, a little over, the, the the one right next to me, my, my shoulder, I'm bumping my shoulder on her, It's Chantel Cameron. And she is the W, she's also the undisputed champ, uh, five pounds up at uh, super lightweight or junior welterweight, 140 pounds, okay? So she got the WBA, WBC, the IBF, the WBO, and the Ring Magazine. So she was like, eh. I got belts too. Right? So what happened, what had happened was in this situation, um uh Amanda Serrano was supposed to had spun back on Katie Taylor for a rematch for me um uh, for for this um May 20th fight. Yeah. Right, and I mean, Erica Cruz gave Amanda uh, everything she wanted in the fight. Amanda came out with the win, but it looks like, um, uh, Erica Cruz left her with something. Okay, so she called out on injury, she said she was injured, uh, due to uh what happened, how rough that, that uh, Erica Cruz fight was. And so she couldn't do this fight. And let me tell y'all, cause I, I looked at an interview, um, a recent interview, actually the post, uh, interview post this fight where they asked Amanda Serrano um, if she thinks that uh, her fight with uh, Katie Taylor now, you know, will, will be a thing. You know, um, will it be a draw? And she actually came out and said, no, she don't think so now, right? Because uh, it was supposed to be for uh, the pound for pound ship, you know, and and she was supposed to be about the spin back. And the whole thing about the Katie Taylor, um, the the whole thing about the uh, Katie Taylor intrigue is, everyone wanted to be the first person to give her that L, right? She, she, they wanted to bust a bus that cherry. Yes, I said it, just like that too, right? They wanted to give her give her, give that L, make her feel, you know, you're not pristine no more. You dirty just like the rest of us, right? So, um, everyone was doing it and everyone was getting paid good money to do to to attempt to do it too right so um that that was the the big deal so the Amanda Serrano Katie Taylor spin back was because they said they were saying out here that Amanda Ser- Serrano was very close uh in in beating uh they 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 arguably were saying that Amanda Serrano won the fight that they had uh, last summer um, at the Madison Square Garden. Um, yeah, so you know they they were saying, oh well, you know it was it was real close. We think Amanda won it. We need us we need a, we need a redo. We need it done again. But you know the. The universe and the the boxing deity said no. We have something else in the works, and this is what it is. So these, so uh, Chantel Cameron stepped up. Well, uh, we'll put it this way. Katie Taylor, I guess supposedly said, well, you know, well while I'm waiting on. Uh, some you know broads to step up at 135. I'ma challenge, Chantel Cameron, for her belts at 140 pounds. Since I'm pound for pound, see, I think I I, I, I think I can I can take them off her. I think I can snatch them belts off that broad. So, the fight was on. Cause then Chantel said, "Oh, you want my belts? Okay." try. So this is the thing though. And I thought it was a bad idea. I mean, y'all look at the previous shows with uh Sugar. I think it was maybe three or sh- three shows back, three or four shows back where I said, I don't think it was a good idea. I didn't think it was a good idea for Chantel to take the fight. Why? Because I know shenanigans and I know uh politics and all that stuff that's going on in uh that goes on in boxing especially in women's boxing and i didn't think Chantel was a protected fighter i didn't think she was protected because she didn't have a real promoter you know and saying you need a promoter in this business uh so you can watch your back so you can have your back watched that's number one number two um I didn't think her management was all that strong, seeing as, um, you know, she was out here like the rest of us or, you know, she, she ain't really clamoring for contracts no more. But she was, you know, clamoring for contracts, open, talking to everybody. She didn't get to pick nothing. Right? She wasn't picking nothing and saying, oh, you, you get a try, you get a try. She wasn't doing that, right? She, She was like, somebody pick me, pick me, bitch. I'll fight you, pick me, right? And the thing about us pick me bitches because I've been a pick me bitch out here too. The reason why we pick me broads because we're tough, right? It's gonna be a hard fight regardless. Cause we can fight, right? And, and and it's a few pygmies out here, you know. That Tiara Brown, Chantel Cameron, before you know. Um, uh, goodness, um, uh, Mike, if you if 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 you paying attention, chime in. Tell me who some fighters out here that you hear call women fighters that you hear calling, pick me, pick me, and I'll fight you, and 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 they just conveniently uh, looking over their heads. Uh, no, no, I don't see you. I'll fight everybody else but you, you know. Um, but that, you know, just that was off the top of my head. Um, the two fighters that I named, but there, there's a lot out here. Um. So, I didn't think Chantel Cameron had that type of um, political power behind her. So, her taking this challenge, putting all her belts on the line, and Katie Taylor saying, yeah, come fight me, but you know what? Come fight me in my backyard. Like, this is the first time too that Katie Taylor has ever fought in her own backyard. So I was like huh? what? Um, this don't look this this certainly doesn't look good you know it doesn't look like a good challenge um, because Katie Taylor the darling uh, you would have to friggin um, y- you would have have to kill her, bury her. And, and and splash that water so she don't rise again in order to get a win from her. You know what I'm saying? Like she's untouchable or was. Um, Pursune came. Pursune was the first broad that beat her, right? And then they came and said uh, Serrano uh, beat her, which you know I think it was close, but I think Pursune was the one that that beat her the first time um you know and then there there was just many attempts that she just she just you know she just got by by the 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 hair on her you know what i'm saying like she she just made it she just inched it and, and it was like yes she won she did just enough okay so um yeah, it didn't look good i didn't think it looked good but Chantel, i guess they knew what was in the works and i guess The bigger picture needed to be painted because now I see it. Now I see it. I can see clearly now. They're going to make some money. Okay. Yeah. So Katie Taylor is a crone now. This year she will be a crone. A crone is a, a broad that has aged in the boxing industry and now she's uh, in her thirties. Okay, so I do believe Katie Taylor has hit crone ship. She's not in early thirties, she's in mid thirties or approaching. So, um, the money finna start running out because, as you know, as a fighter ages, the amount of years or times or 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 goals in the ring decreases, right? Because uh, you know, number one, marketing-wise, everybody is used to the same old story, right? So we want something different. Number two, um, there's only but so much rounds in the human body before your your performance starts to um, decline okay so um it was getting around that time and and plus I don't know about Katie but you know she may want to step off the rails and 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 um live a little of this life out here uh, most of her life has been boxing and the the, the life of a, a boxer especially a woman boxer is is, um how how can I say this without? Um we have to be more careful. Well I'll just put it that way, right? Because um things, life things affect us more so than our our male counterparts or our male peers. In boxing, right? If we want to start a family, if we want to have relationships, if we want to do those things, uh, we—it it takes more of us, it takes more out of us uh, to do that than our um, male uh, counterparts. Okay, so our our, our male peers. Um, that being said, I'm going to keep it going. Okay, so. Chantelle took the fight. All right. It seems short notice too, but seems like our girl Chantelle, and you know, I, I said this before, I, I've been, she's she's on my, my list of, of fighters that I actually really, I like her. I like Chantelle Cameron. She's a no nonsense broad and she's she stays ready. Uh, I believe she's in her early thirties, but she stays ready. So she's about to peak, she's approaching or she's peaking now. She's starting her peak now. So this is great. Um, where this fight is over here on U.S. soil, because you know, sugar right now is now in, in in the West, right on in the U.S., not in Canada. Um, there wasn't much hype here about this fight. Um, people weren't excited about it. People weren't talking about it. I don't know about the UK and Ireland, but I suppose seeing that uh, Katie Taylor is from Ireland and this is, this was the one of the biggest fights in Ireland in, in a, a very long time, uh, maybe decades. And um, Chantel Cameron now is from the UK. I'm sure there was some hype there um, we got the pound for pound undisputed Katie Taylor fighting uh, a UK uh, a woman from UK so I'm sure that was that was the talk that was the big thing okay so, I was interested in you know where this thing was going to go down. You know, I always call it the hotel where we finna get freaky, right? The 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 the, the venue that the fight's gonna happen at. Okay, so it happened at the Three Arena, um, and this is located at um, Point Village in the North Wall area. Of Dublin, Ireland. So, from what I see, this is like, uh, and this is kind of like when you go to um, New York, you know, New York City, and you know, it. I I suppose it's their version of where, of the big city, where Madison Square Garden is, all the entertainment, all everything big happens down um, in in this. North Wall area in uh, Dublin, Ireland. Okay, so this is a big thing, big investment, big money. Um, they were expecting the pools, some good stuff. Okay, <laughs> excuse me, it's stuff around here. Um, so this this three arena fills to about the capacity is about thirteen thousand. Uh, seats or people um, and which compared to the Madison Square Garden venue of 19,500 19, you know it, it's it, it's a couple it's it's about 50 something like maybe 55 um, 5,500 less uh, capacity than Madison square garden, but I, you know, it's good enough for, for Dublin and, and bringing, uh, bringing some noise out there. It's a concert hall, everything big happens there. So this is, this was a big deal for Katie cause she, you know, she drew that. Uh, and it's, it's big for women's boxing because we never used to ever, ever used to be headliners for such large venues and now look at us look at what we doing look at we right so um i think you know as for women's boxing i think you know this 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 was good for women's boxing it shows now other um other female boxers, other women boxers coming out of Ireland. That there is a place that they can um, bring their, bring money to. There's a now these venues are opening up to hosting uh, platforms for us to behave badly, where everybody and a whole bunch of people can see which is good, that brings money to uh, our industry and it it brings a bit of clout to women's boxing. So that's good on us. Um, The tickets sold between 80 euros right on up to 1,500 euros, okay? So 80 euros is about $86.01, like today's value in uh, US dollars. Okay, and um, right on up to 1500 euros. So that would be about uh, 1612 uh, 1613 US dollars, roughly. So I don't know, um, for a seat. I don't care if it's ring. I don't care if it's rings. So I don't know about if if I'm gonna pay uh, that much money to 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 watch a, a woman's boxing match, um, two minute, you know, 10, two minute rounds for damn near half somebody's mortgage. You know, I'm not going to orsa or somebody's whole mortgage. I'm not going to do that, right? But. I I appreciate the gesture. You know, I, I'm I'm happy that you know, they they had the nerve, <laughs> you know, to ask for for up to, uh, 15, 1500 euros um, for for this fight for this headline you know for this show. Um, Now let's get down to the fight, the actual fight. And my uh, Mike, I mean, if you're here, chime in. All right. Uh, lovely assistant. Uh, well, we're not we're not going to change the pictures yet, okay? But what I think about the fight, I watch the fight. I like, and I like to watch these fights with no sound, because the commentators i mean seriously the the commentator they need to do something about these commentators for for uh the the women's boxing matches no um but what i saw is i did see where uh i think katie taylor did win the fight if we are talking about fighting I think she did win the fight. She ran her hands on Chantel. She was connected with connecting with her usual speedy combinations. For once, she stood and fought instead of ran, running the whole time. So she did, she knew that she needed to step to Cameron uh, if she wanted to take these titles off of her. Right. So she was trying. She she was actually trying to fight in this fight. And, you know, what I noticed, you know, a lot of these times is, um, or for the most part is, the fights that actually, you know, these, 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 the seated or these these fighters that, um, you know, are gifted all the time, the fights that they actually win are the fights that they end up losing. It's just so funny to me. Um, so this fight, I, I, I watched it and I actually gave Katie this fight. Um, the thing about this fight though, is if it were at Katie Taylor's weight class, if it was at a uh, lightweight 135, um, I think that you know Katie would have won because this—it was her. It's her realm. She paying the money to the bodies for this weight class. You know, she's she's paying for these 135 belts. So, um, you know, they'll give it to her. But seeing as she's stepping up and out, I think that the. WBC and all of them, all of them sanctioning bodies said, are thinking, you know what? Katie, you done topped out, meaning you're already paying buku bucks to keep our belts at 135. And so business-wise, money-wise, decision-wise, if we let you have these 140 belts, we're not going to get the maximum amount for for you having all eight of these belts. You know, you can't be, you know, um, well, I think, um, I think from because from the Belts and Bodies, um, from the Belts and Bodies video or episode that I did, from what I understand, you have to vacate your title in one weight division to go to another div- weight division and challenge uh the 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 champion for their titles i i, I know that's it i in fact i know right you got to vacate the challenge right so i'm not sure if the wbc said you know what we need we need new blood. We need somebody that can pull some some money in while you down there at 135, Katie Taylor, we need somebody else that may have that uh, staying power, that may have that, that, that marketing pull that you have to make us some money with these, with these belts at 140 pounds. I think that was the decision, the business decision, that these bodies, these sanctioning bodies made. And I think at this point, you know, when this this fight was made, um, it was Chantel's opportunity to, you know, negotiate and, and to to get backers and to get money and people dim, people's dim, to say, yeah, we'll pay, we'll pay the bill, we'll pay the money for her to hold these belts. Not only like I said, is she a marketable contender, but she's made her own way to this undisputed titleship. She I, I don't see where Chantel Cameron Cameron was given anything. She did fight her way to the top. She did make her own skid row, and we're gonna go over that um further down in the show. Um the thing about this though and and the happy ending uh where I said um Katie Taylor versus Chantel Cameron, win win is because they both win in this situation, right? Um, Katie Taylor may still be the champion at 135. Um, If we don't, if we in boxing and in women's boxing don't don't press the rule of if you're moving up to challenge somebody for their belts, you have to vacate yours, okay? That's a rule, but we wanna see what they, we wanna see how they play it, right? Is Katie Taylor still the champion at one? the undisputed champion at 135, uh, sorry, at 135 pounds? Uh, let's see, because I wanna know what the verdict is on that. Um, That's number one. Number two, Um. Chantel Cameron is now undisputed champion. So they're both still champion. Okay? Um the only thing that was given up is or switched is this pound for pound crown. Okay? So now Chantel Cameron beat the pound for pound, right? The the the, I mean, there are other. Can, I I believe that Clarissa Shields is actually the pound for pound uh, best woman boxer in in women's boxing right now. Not the Guat. I don't think she's the Guat, but I think she, pound for pound she's the best. Uh, meaning that if if she was in any of the other weights, she would her style. Um, you know her, the, the way she fights, her style, her power, her durability. She would still be able to hang and 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 beat um, the contenders, the, the the top champions and the contenders. Uh, she's proven it from heavyweight down to where she is now, um, middleweight, and I would say from middleweight down, I would say that um pound for pound. But they giving it to Katie Taylor, right? They they love they love the Speedy Gonzalez uh, track star slash um boxer style. So she's she's the count she's the um pound for pound. Okay, so somebody comes in. Tony issue. Okay it says Canelo kept his belts at 168 after Bivol beat him at 175. Well, ain't that a bitch? Like, seriously, look it up, y'all. In order. Um, now did can um I I am sorry. It's I have not kept up with that. I I did see the fight, the Canelo uh Bivol fight, and uh Bivol um uh you know, dealt with Canelo like he was a kindergartner trying to fight him in there. Yeah, he was just too big, and he he was big, and he knew how to buy, how to fight. So he he did beat up uh, Canelo, but what was was he already the champ, the champion at 168? Did he already have a belt or the belts at 168, or were they both fighting for one one um? for the, for, wait, Canelo kept his belt. Where I'm sorry, were they both, um, what was Bevel, Um, a champion at 175 when when Canelo went and, and fought him? That's the question I have, Tony issue. And thank you for chiming in, baby. You know, it feels good um, when you guys, uh, you know, drop your little jewels. Let me know, right? But from what I mean, I, 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 you know, I, excuse me, I read, you know, I, I read up on it, and from what I understood in boxing, in order if you are a champion at one weight division, okay, and you want to challenge another champion at another weight division, you have to, um you got to relinquish your titles. You got to relinquish your belts so you can move up or move down for that title ship. You can't, you know, they won't allow that. So I don't know, like Canelo's had his belts and stuff for a while. Um, Tony issue comes in and says Yes, Bivol was champ at 175 and Canelo was undisputed at 168 when they fought. Now, I don't know if this is the, I don't know if they done changed the rules, Tony, but that's not, that ain't how it's supposed to go. Um, You, like I said, you're supposed to relinquish your belt. So, um. Somebody, some people then the, the sanctioning bodies, they, they playing games now, like they really playing about this money thing. I guess if you have the money to to keep your um if you have mon- the money to keep the belts at your you know at the weight that you were, they'll allow you to jump off, you know, jump and step off the rails and go try and get beat and then come back down and be the champ at, at the other way, I guess. Um, but I mean, that's kind of, you know, it, it's just, un, that's unsavory. It is, it is. Um, because if you, I mean, this is the thing from what I understood or what I know from boxing, especially back in the day, I'm an old lady, right? But if you are a champion at for another sanctioning body and you're fighting a champion for another sanctioning body, y'all fight, okay? Then it can be, you know, there can be, so if you were the WBC, 175, let's say, use these numbers, 175 pound WBC, and you go and fight somebody for the 168 uh, WBO title, then, you know, if you get beat by them, you could come back and you can still be the champion at your weight. But if you're moving up in the same weight division, right, these broads here are fighting for the same belts in the same in, in different weight classes, right? So, Katie Taylor is fighting for Chantel Cameron. Katie Taylor, who is the WBC champion at 135 pounds, is challenging Chantel Cameron for her WBC 140-pound title and belt. So, in order to make that jump if you're within the same belt body, you have to relinquish your title to go from one weight to the next. That's what that's what I understood. But if if Shant, if Katie say Katie, they weren't undisputed, right? And Katie Taylor was the, like I said, WBO champion at 135, and she's challenging Chantel Cameron for her. 140-pound WBC belt, right? WBO, W two different sanctioning bodies, so they won't. There's, you know, there's no symmetry there, right? So they, she, she can bump back to where she was, and and Cameron, the same thing, right? It's it, it it's just what I. I, I did. I did some studying, y'all, and and so I don't see. I don't understand how this is happening now, but um, you know we'll see because um. Two. McCaskill. Because she, you know, she she, she was getting them one forty seven hands laid on her ass, and she, it, it don't feel. It, it's not feeling. It's not feeling you know, like she can deal with it. She wanted to move back down, move down and get the 140 belts where Chantel Cameron was like, nah, no, no, bitch. I-, I got these right. Take your ass back up the 147 and go and handle your business. Gone now, gone. Right. She, she sent her ass on her way. So I'm waiting, a lot of us are waiting for the verdict on whether McCaskill is still 147 champ undisputed or not, right? So this decision here, if this works out, I guess it'll work out for um, McCaskill where, where she... She'll get to hold on to the 147 belts too. We'll see, let, let, let's, see let's see what these shenanigans um, pan out to be. Michael Orr chimes in and says they fought for the WBA super world light heavyweight title. So I suppose, um, was the WBA title vacant and up for grabs? right so what you know or were they both trying to fight to get that title or did one have the title and the other was defending it that's what i want to know you guys thanks mike for chiming in chiming in on that and thank you tony for coming you um following up on my question um but you know this is I'm, this is great this con- this conversation is great because uh, everyone else chiming in, now we can, you know, we can get some questions answered. And, you know, this information, a lot of a, we can be smarter in, in how this thing is going, right? Because this belt situation, belts and bodies, I mean, it's really all about who can make the belt the most money. It's not about who's the best, it's about who's bringing the belts, Who who can pay the most to keep these belts? That's what it is um, with this belt situation. Um, And you know, me as a fighter coming up, I really, I wasn't big, and I should have been, I should have been, but I wasn't big on getting belts. I should have had my ma- my management which you know i i i'm a, you know sugar is loyal to the truth so i'm gonna tell you the truth too about me right i was a fighter and fight-minded not business-minded until the very very end right um but i was about fighting the best because i wanted to be the best i did de- and I didn't realize because the belts weren't really that big at the time in women's boxing. I didn't realize that it's coming the time that you know these belts actually mean something. So um, that part. you know what I'm saying? But if I had to do it all over again, uh, sugar, you know, I'd probably buy, I'd probably buy a belt or two. Um, so Michael Orr comes in and says bivol was defending the title. So bivol was defending his title, his WBA title at um 175. And Canelo came down to challenge him, and he got beat turned around canelo turned around and was able to go back down to uh, or go back up to where his weight where he has his belts and still be champ money talk and bullshit there we go (laughs) and because that's some bullshit that's some bull right um there are other contenders right so if you decide to leave The weight, if you decide to challenge a bigger dog, then leave the crown where it's at. Um, And I suppose Canelo must have had the WBA belt because he's undisputed at 168. So, yeah, it is what it is. but back to these broads here. Um, so yeah, like I said, I, boxing wise, I think Katie won, but when you were a champ, you got to beat the champ concisively, right? And she moved up to try to beat Chantel for the 140 pound title. She ain't, she ain't beat no Chantel. Chantel was right in front of her. She stood in front of her the whole time like, bitch, what you, what you got? Well, you got it over here? Okay, I'll take it and I'll give it. We, we wanna do it over here? Okay, bitch, I'll take it and I'll give it, right? I'll give you back. So there was no point in the fight where, you know, Katie Taylor made Chantelle take two steps back or take a step back and there was no point in the fight where Chantelle looked like Katie had her in trouble nothing like that so yeah Chantelle's the champ and she also proved that you know Katie Taylor um even even at one at 140 you know Katie Taylor ain't doing nothing she ain't scary At no one hundred forty pounds, she might, and she that, and and that for damn sure don't make her pound for pound, right? Because you, if you scary, or if you a champ at one thirty five, you get a chance to go to another weight. You're supposed to be scary at that weight too, which you know really validates why I said Clarissa Shields is actually the pound for pound. women's boxer, best women's boxer right now. Because Clarissa Shields fought um, as high as, I don't think she fought heavyweight, but she fought uh, Hammer, who is a heavyweight. She fought from super middleweight right on down to where she is right now. And as um, a multi-title world champion. So, you know, she held, she she won these titles in in these different weight classes. So I think she's the middleweight and super middleweight. um, Yeah, middleweight and super middleweight uh, champion right now. Yeah, because Natasha Jonas is the junior middleweight champion uh, right now, undisputed. And uh, they were supposed to come together for a fight and the money wasn't looking right. Jonas said, nah, uh, uh, y'all, cause you know, I'm gonna take a little sippy sip of what I got here. you y'all know sugar. Mm. I'm sorry. Ain't no spirits in this, 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 this juice is water juice. <laughs> um, but you know, um, what I said? Yeah, um, they couldn't negotiate the fight. Uh, Natasha Jonas was like, um, Clarissa, you the big money, you, bring in, you bringing in paper, the paper. So guess what? I need the paper if you want me to fight you and vice versa, right? Cause Chantel Cameron, I mean, Sorry, Natasha Jonas is sitting there like, I don't need none of y'all bitches. I'm making money. I got these belts and I got people's damn here to uh, make sure they paying for these belts. But sooner or later, sooner or later uh, Natasha, she's gonna have to fight somebody to to make them belts, make the money to keep those belts make sense. We'll see. We'll see how this thing pans out. Um, and it looks like Eddie Hearn went and added Chantel Cameron to his roster, right? Because he not going—he's not going to lose the belts to somebody who's not signed under his stable. So I'm thinking now that Chantel is signed with Eddie Eddie Hearn, and he's the biggest winner in in the whole thing, right? He walks away with both the bags. He's the promoter, um, so you know he's making money regardless. Anyway, um, Chantel, when got this pot bubbling now, yeah, because she stripped the pound for pound princess or pound for pound uh, queen, right? And now Chantel Cameron, if you look, I mean, you look at her skid row, she has the potential to fight the junior middleweight uh, champion or contenders. And I think she can even go on right on up to middleweight and possibly super middleweight, right? She likes to, she she came off at first, like if you look at her pictures when she first started, her body was, she was little and, you know, um, she didn't really have much, much meat, meat on her like that, scary meat, you know? the strong muscles. But with them, with, when you get money, you can get better drugs. And I'm not saying that these are PEDs. What I'm saying is you can get better supplements, you can get better uh, recovery, better food, you can get better um, dietitian. you can get a lot of these things that will allow you now to be stronger uh, if you decide to gain some weight and, 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 and put the pressure on, or, or, you know, really invest in becoming a, a more powerful fighter. Um, Michael Orr comes in and says, the WBC says it will support Saul Canelo Alvarez if he opts to return to super middleweight to defend his status as the division's undisputed champion. Michael Orr comes in again and says WBO also confirmed Canelo will retain his title, despite the loss to Bivol, stating that it is in the best interest of the sport, given the multiple opportunities to continue defending his super middleweight supremacy against formidable world championship level opposition. So in layman's terms, he got the money to pay the bills for these motherfucking um belts. Ain't none of y'all broke out there can afford to keep these belts. So it's in the best interest of boxing for him to pay for these belts. Because don't nothing move but the money. And I told y'all this. Like, that's what it is, right? The best don't possess the belt. It's the it's the ones who can pay the bill. Okay, okay. Okay. So, um, Michael Orr says political pull. And it's making it to um women's boxing now because it never used to be like that, right? The robbery or, or the shenanigans came from if you had a promoter or not. Now the belts are dealing with us because we had our own belts. There was one, t- I, you know what? I'm going to do a show about the belts that women's boxing had. We had completely different belts. We didn't even fight for WBC. None of these WBO, I, um, IBF, The Ring, BC, none of them was messing with us. Right? None of us, they, we, we couldn't, we weren't in a roster to fight for these belts, but now that they see they can make some money off of women's boxings back, they'll, now they get, now they can make a belt for us to fight for. I don't, I, you know, I don't think that's fair. I really don't. Um, I don't. I think we should have stuck with who rode with us. But those belts, and I should know them, but I I can't think of them off the top of my head. I'm going to I'm I'm going to um definitely dedicate a show to uh the be- the sanctioning the belts that women's boxing did have back in the day. Because um yeah, we had our own rankings and everything and it was solid. Like I it, when we were ranked, I, it, I I, was a part of that. I stayed in like the top five, you know, for women's boxing. And then when WBC and all of them, they came out, they had their own rankings for their own uh, bras that were paying to keep these belts. And a lot of it were women or broads that was fighting out of South America, Mexico, all of those places, because that's where most of these belts are based out of, right? So, um, it wasn't really that big for us up here, but now, hmm. um, Michael Orr comes in and says, once you challenge upperweight class, you vacate that title. Thank you, Mike. And Mike comes in and says, and the number one and two fight for that title. Hello, hello, and let the church preach. Yes. Right. Thank you, Mike. You know, it's, it's, it's I know a little something, something up here. Michael Orr says, Dimitri Bivol wants Canelo Alvarez's belts if he is to accept a rematch and, and will move down and wait to get them. <laughs> All right, well, we'll see about that. And this men's boxing, we talking a little bit too much about this men's boxing, right? I like my mans. Trust me, I do. But this is a platform for women's boxing. Um, Michael Orr says, the Russian and his team are receptive to the lucrative rematch, but uh, Cornilov. Cornilov is adamant that B- uh, Bivol will only accept the second fight if it is at 168 pounds with Canelo's belts on the line. Yeah, I mean, you like, yeah, shenanigans. Like, yeah, you know, they finally got Spence and Crawford to fight. You know, shenanigans. Um, Michael Orr says back to the track star, Katie Taylor. <laughs> Mike, that's the thing, that's why, Mike, that's why, you know what, you just, I got a thing for you, because you really be, you really be with my shit, you know what I'm saying, you, you, you you be with my shenanigans, my my, my little shenanigans, yes, let's let's talk back about uh, the track star, (laughs) Katie Taylor, the darling of women's boxing, so, um, like I said, Chantel got the the pot bubbling. The pot bubbling now because I want to see her. Like, um, I I respect her gangster. I respect her gangster. Um uh, Michael Ora said the ring wasn't big enough this time, right? <laughs> this was in this, and this was in her backyard. Like, this was on her porch. I don't know. I don't know. See, I sugar sugar got a little bit of crazy. Like like. I, I, I got a bit too much gangster in there. So I took it to the damn streets. I'd body slammed her or something. Got the fight stopped and shit and be like, nah, we, gotta, we, gotta, we gonna have to run this back. We wanna have to run this back. You ain't finna beat me in my backyard like this on points? You crazy? You wanna have to not, I'm gonna have to be on my back. You have to slump. You know what I'm saying? you had to slump my ass, you ain't finna be, who me? And I'm pound for pound, Katie Taylor? You crazy, you crazy. Nah, it ain't, nah Beagle, It, it can't happen like that. So like for me, the way it happened, the way it happened, you know what I'm saying? The way it happened, it's kind of like, like you know, us women, we got stories. You know what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> I'm gonna get like I'm gonna get like I'm gonna have some real woman talk, right? It's like when you, you know, you kind of it's this guy, and you know you're not gonna give him none. You are not he ain't gonna finna get the chicken, the kitty, but somehow, something happened. You get a little randy or something, get wild, and next you know you and him. No, it wasn't supposed to happen. Not like this. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we women, so things happen, right? Talk the talk. Who done chimed in? Uh, Anna fights. Fistiana fights. Peace and blessings. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for chiming in, Fisty it's Tiana did I say it right because y'all know sugar will jam up a name and you know what I don't mean to it's just uh, it I think it's like in my DNA I get it from Ruby that's my grandmother um and she uh she uh she'll tear a damn name into shreds with love (laughs) all right so um hey hey Peace and blessings to you uh, I said yes you said it correctly okay thank you boo-boo thanks for chiming in tell me what you think about this did you did you watch the fight fistiana tell me what you think about it or or let me know what you think about women's boxing do you think if somebody tell me something fistiana do you think right say we are fighting say you say you got say you got uh, a diamond ring? right? And I got a diamond ring too. Okay. But if I fight you, no, no, no. You didn't want and you enjoyed it. Okay. All right. So this means you know a little bit about boxing. You enjoyed it. Who did you think? Who did you think um, performed the best that night Fistiana? Who did you think, was it Katie or uh, Chantel, you think um, fought the best? Because I don't like to say win, because it's political. Who fought the best? Who do you think put the best performance, put it down, right? Because nobody got hurt or nothing for this win to happen. And do you think, I'm gonna say this again, I'm gonna ask you the question again, do you think that if a fighter goes after another fighter's belt in another weight class that they can keep the belt that they already had in the in the previous weight class or they should relinquish their belt to step up to another challenge or step down to another challenge you tell me Um, Fristiana says Chantel had Katie's number. Okay. Um, I think, I think Chantel fought a good fight. Right? I do. I don't think she had Katie's number, though. Because when you have somebody's number, you dial they mother. Ass, you know what I'm saying? You dial, you you got they ass on, dial, right? And Ch- Chantel never staggered or hurt Katie. When somebody got your number, you know what I'm saying? They could hurt you. I've been in there, you know. I, they could ring your bell if they got your number. And I didn't see that happen. That's why I said Katie won the fight because Katie did her, Katie ran her hands. Cause y'all know Katie throws punches in bunches in, in bunches. Um, so punch volume was, and, and she didn't stop Katie Taylor from from running her hands, right? So all she did was she stood there and she showed how durable she was, and she was like, uh-uh, ho. <laughs> my gosh this is a really like y'all i'm i'm sorry like this but this fight talk this how we this how we talk to each other in the ring we are not girl scouts in there oh you should it should be a mic for 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 what we say in there to each other because that is even more entertaining trust me um Uh, Fistiana fight says, absolutely, I believe Katie should keep the belts if she isn't officially campaigning at the higher weight class. Fistiana also says, of course, she would have to be active in both weight classes if she doesn't want to give up her belts. I mean, I don't think you could say, okay, hold my beer. And go up to another weight class and come back and think ain't nobody going to drink up your beer, you know what I'm saying, you can't do that that's monopolizing the. You know it's monopolizing the rankings when you when you leave your weight class when you go fight somebody or when you fight outside of your weight class for a title, you have to give up your seat. You gotta give up your seat. You can't hold a spot to go uh see if I see if I win. If I win, I got them both. If I don't, I can run back. No, if you fail, you fail. Get that get your ass to the end of the line. Because we got somebody next and the other person after that that can fight, that should fight for that title. It's not, I don't, it's not fair. Fistiana, it ain't fair. Come on. Bistiana, you know it ain't fair. Um, but you know I respect your opinion. I respect your opinion, but you know, for as somebody who's been, I've been in, I've been in it, I lived it. You know, I've been a contender. I've been a contender, waiting for an opportunity, and for me to see somebody leave the weight class and then go fail or go lose and come back and they get their spot where you know now what you know then they get to choose if they get to fight me or not that's not fair when you leave and then i get a chance to step up and fight for for the vacant uh, for the opportunity that you just you know you just left to take another opportunity um Fistiana Fight says there's just not enough women in boxing. I mean, if you look at some of these rankings, there are empty spots. Fistiana Fight says in men's boxing is different. Let me tell you something, Fistiana. When you look at these rankings, you're looking at that body's rankings. You're looking at that body's ra- rankings. There's mad women in women's boxing, especially in pro-women's boxing, too it's it's a whole bunch a lot of us yeah right the rankings are political I remember when I was very active and they used to be like you're come fight for this um yeah I can get you ranked all I gotta do is call the body we can get you ranked at this and this and this next thing you know you get the belt it's all it's it's all a phone call Right, so I hate, I hate this thing. I hate this bull jive that's out here that people feel like there are not enough women's boxer, women boxers. There are many of us. There are a lot of contenders licking their chops, waiting for an opportunity. It's just that, especially now, before it was, can your promoter pay for you to get a belt, right? Now it's mad money. We have a lot of, can your pro, who's your promoter now? Where before promoters, back in the, back in when Suge was fighting, you you hit the lotto if you had a promoter. Like, you had a promoter? You know? So, um, Now that the sanctioning bodies can make some money, unless you're buying into that sanctioning body, you're not going to get ranked, right? When you start making calls, showing up to their stuff, you know, show, being a part, then then they see who you are, then you get ranked. Um, Fistiana Fights comes in and says, now what I don't agree with is the rematch clause. I believe if Katie takes the rematch, then she should give up her belts, especially if she plans on defending the higher weight belts. Now, this rematch clause then got popular, right? It, it started getting popular. I remember my advisor when I st- when I started getting smart after I after I knocked Jessica Kamara out. Well, when I was get, when I was in negotiation. Uh, to fight Jessica Camerica, she was like the next, you know, she was up next. Everybody just thought she was going to be the jam, but um, I jammed her ass up. So, and the reason why I, I mean, there's some bad blood outside the outside the ring with this with this broad too, right? But um, going into the fight, I didn't get paid, right? I I basically fought the bitch for a cheeseburger. I did. My people's paid for my they they didn't even pay for me to uh, they, the promoter um it was it was her people that that um, sent me the, the challenge and I took it. The promoter was on her side, everybody was on her side and I just had my I just had my I, I had my misfits, the people that love me, my fans, um they they put together they made sure Suge stayed in a better hotel, a nice place, the nicer place than she did, you know, they, they, you know, they showed that they still believed in me. And so, um, what I did was I um, I, um, countered her challenge and I said, okay, yeah, I'll fight you. Um, and yeah, I'll fight you for i pee- I'll fight you for this che- peanuts for this cheeseburger, but um, if I win or if and uh, it um what does yeah? Because I wanted to fight her for the Canadian title, but she hadn't had enough uh, rounds. She had not had enough fights to fight for the title, right? And, and I think me too, like we were sub 10 and the, the Canadian uh, body, the Canadian championship body was like, you needed to have over 10 fights or so, something like that in order to fight for the, the, the title. And we were supposed to, they would not allow us to fight more than uh, something like six rounds or something like that. So I told, I said, you know, uh, I'll fight you. For the for the cheeseburger my advisor came in and said suge i'll put the rematch clause in there if you know if i if you lose uh um, or if or if any of y'all lose you get to rematch and the rematch then puts you in place for the canadian title which the body we we talked to the body and the body said yes we'll allow this okay so it was going to be some good stuff coming but The catch was, I would, if anybody got knocked out, that rematch clause was out the window. Yeah, so that's how that goes. (laughs) So, um, what I did was I pulled the, um, I pulled, you know, I pulled it back into my waters because one thing Sugar knows she could do is she could knock a bitch out. Yes, I got the thunder, I got the thunder clap, right? Especially if, you know, if I'm prepared, right? If I get a chance to, if if I get a chance, right? So um, I wasn't trying to beat her off points. I was trying to knock her out. My intention was to knock her out, which I did. And the knockout, you know, I I, I knocked her out in such a way that I ruined her as a fighter. So she ain't been the same since. I think she just got stopped by, she just got stopped by everybody. Just after, after I stopped Kamara, because, um, my stop, uh, McCaskill, she dropped me in the fight. I keep saying, you know, I tell the story and I was fighting McCaskill in Chicago, her backyard. And it was, yes, I did get dropped, but I could get, I could have got back up and finished the fight. The ref waved the fight off. So technically. Um, they said that I was stopped by, um, McCaskill. But, um, uh, yeah, I got clipped, but I ain't get stopped. I stopped Jessica Camara. She won the same. Like she, Mike, you know, I know you've seen the footage. Night, night. But I say, you know, I talk, I talked to talk about that because, you know, there, there, there was some beef there. And out of the beef, I made burgers. Anyway, um, what y'all talking about down here? Fistiana Fights came back and said, maybe I worded that incorrectly. I've been a boxing fan for over 40 years. Okay, baby. I know there are plenty of women, but if they aren't ranked, what are the chances of them getting the bigger fights? This the chances, um, Fistiana. What happens is, you see like how they get the tomato cans and they hype them up and and they say, oh, all of a sudden they done pulled some, they done pulled this broad out the air and now she's a world beater and this and that, and this and that, that's how they do it. They make you, the bodies then make an opponent or make an opponent a contender, right? So it's not that, oh, you'll never get a chance, now, yes but before uh not so much right now um they like i said there are many female contenders out there it's just that um you got to get your money together you got to get your money right and when you get your money right as a female contender and you start calling the sanctioning bodies you have good management because now since you know since they put money in there, we gotta take it seriously too. We gotta get better management and we gotta get money behind us right you gotta have money to be a woman boxer now before all you had to do was have these so um in order to join the politics you gotta you gotta um get your team up so yeah, um. It 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 doesn't mean, and women who are in the rankings aren't necessarily like just because you're in the rankings, you may be ranked at twenty. That don't mean you're going to get picked. You know what I'm saying? It it's really politics and about the money. Um. Michael Orr says world rankings pound for pound list has two thousand one active female pugilists. Okay, so two thousand and one, and I'm sure there's more. Trust me, um, it, it the federal ID, the IDs, the that's what you count, right? You don't count the rankings, you don't count who's ranked, you count who's who got an ID number. That that's getting in there fighting because we all have to have an ID number. Um, that's how they keep track of us. Um, it's kind of like a social security number in the US. I don't know, a a, a SIN number in Canada. I don't know what what number y'all have in the UK or anywhere else in the world, but everyone has like a government ID number. Well, as a fighter, you get a government ID number too to show that, oh, you're in this world of pugilism. Michael Orr says, so, um, so you can't say there's not enough women out here doing this. Um, Michael Orr also says, don't forget all the registered, uh, goodness. Y'all, y'all going at it, huh? Let me, let me, let me catch up to y'all. Uh, Michael Orr says that, um, don't forget all the registered active women pugilists that don't even make the pound for pound list. Uh, Fistiana fight says at Michael Orr. I'm not saying there are there are enough women. What I'm saying is that the sanctioning bodies are known to have empty spots in the rankings, right? So they have empty spots in the rankings because ain't nobody paid for that spot. Um, Fistiana, uh, that's why. Ain't nobody paid. Your money ain't right. Your money ain't long. Your money might be long enough to be at number 15, your money ain't long enough to be at number five. I, I hope you're getting it. Uh, Fisty on Fight says, um, Michael Orr, and how many of those women will actually get a chance at a world title unranked? You, more than you believe, trust me, because what happens is when you're at, if you're the champion, what you do is you get a chance to go down the list. And your people then can choose somebody in the list. They can choose somebody in the list or they can choose somebody outside of the list and bring them in, right? Because whoever got the gold makes the rules. And if you have the belt, that means you're paying, right? And the sanctioning body, all they want to know is, you gonna find somebody to pay this money so you can pay us to fight. That's how that works. That's how that works. Um, Michael Orr says, that's why I profile the up and coming females around the world on my female Friday show on Talk and Fight. Michael Orr says, there's a lot that needs to change to better it for future generation. Uh Fistiana Fight says, exactly money. Michael Orr says, that's right. Uh, Michael Orr says, and sugar is all about that ID number. <laughs> Uh, Fite says, but let's be real. Money can also buy a spot in the rankings for damn show. Sure. Um, Michael Orr says, and you also get a star rating on how exciting you are, uh, as of Friday. Oh, so you get a star rating. Mike, tell me what this star rating is. Oh, you get a star ranking or rating. Tell me about these stars, Mike. Um. Fisty on the fight says rankings. And then Tony Issue comes in, Tony. And Tony, you must be out the UK says it's a national insurance number in UK. Okay, so you know what I'm talking about, baby. I, I like that you hit my line with them facts. Yeah. So Michael Orr says you took the words right out of my mouth. Okay, which one? Um. So Michael Orr says the NIN number. I thought it was a SIN number. Okay, I still got mine. Um, Michael Orr says fighter, and then Michael Orr says ratings. Okay, so y'all, conversation bring it back to this. First you get the money, then you get the power. And once you have the power, then mother will respect you. Lil' Kim said that, it's true especially in women's boxing right now nowadays right um because before it was all about power and your power was in your promoter now your power is in the sanctioning body that you mess with who you who you paying right so i mean it is what it, i mean it that's where it is here but what i like about where it's going is you got fighters like chantelle cameron who's legit that now got these belts. So in order to get the belts from that broad, from that Chrome—well, no, she a broad. She thirty-one. Motherfucker, gotta know how to fight. You gotta know how to fight to get in there with Cameron. So it's checks and balances. You know what I'm saying? A real one got the a, a real one got the straps now. I like it. Um, so 50 Feist comes in and says, right. And out of those 2000 women, how many really got those dollars? Just saying out of those 2000 women, more than, more than you think can get that money. You want to know why? Cause women's boxing is making money now and it don't take that much to get abroad. Who wants to behave badly? on the line with you. It ain't mine, right? We, like I said, we was out here fighting for peanuts, right? Now, do you know how much an investor will get off of um, a female fighter's head? More than he will get or he or she will get off of a male fighter, right? Because when you sign your contract with your backer, with your management and with your promoter as a fighter, yeah, you splitting up that pie, right? So if you say, if you know a, a fighter, it, I'm a fighter and I have a backer that comes in and says, um, yeah, I'll back you. I know you can fight. I'll back you, but I get 40% of your purse. Well, I never used to get make no money before, and now you you going to back me and I can fight for maybe uh, six figures now, up to a million dollars, you know what I'm saying? Um, I can fight for up to a million dollars now, I'll take $500,000, right? Or I'll split that up, I'll walk away with 200 grand after it's all done. I'll walk away with 50 damn grand as a woman fighter. Right, because we wasn't getting nothing before. If you got, if you got if you got five figures as a woman boxer, four figures, you was a highly paid woman boxer. You were highly valued, and that was back in my time. Right now, they're getting six and seven figures, possibly up there. All of them, like these these bras on these big shows and and they're fighting not once a year they're fighting twice a year three times like come on now women's boxing got money in it and if you're an investor you you put in you put in a couple thousand dollars to get this broad to up in the rankings and you can turn over and make you know six figures off of her head and you ain't going in there getting sweating and getting busted up? It makes sense, right? So if y'all look at it business-wise now outside the ring, yes, there is value to women's boxing and women boxers. And it's easy to make a women boxing champion now, right? Because you can you can put a couple like um, uh, Di- Diana Santana. Um, what's her name? Dahania Santana. She she was a um, you know she was a high profile. She could fight now, but she made her money from being a high profile opponent. Meaning she would fight anybody for for money. And it it was there was a time where the opponents the the opponents opponents meaning yeah I know I'll go in there I'll fight I'll fight to lose. They were making money that more money than the real contenders. Right? So Dahanya Santana was one of them. Right? So it don't take much, you know, you, you invest a couple thousand, you give her $10,000 for the year. And she fights somebody like Katie Taylor. And it, you know, you making money off her damn purse. We're valuable now. Um, so Seeing as we're valuable now, we can be smarter and we can make more moves. Now we now, I mean, before I, I've had stories where, you know, you walk in, you used to have to beg a male trainer to train you, or you you had to give up the cookies. Something had to be going on for you to get a male trainer to seriously, you know, give time, show up at the gym and, and friggin' train you and believe in you. You know what I'm saying? Now you got fighters like Emily Bridges that go from gym to gym, vetting trainers. They signed it, talking about pick me, pick me, i train you, right? Because there's money in it now. These stumble bums um, can, can make a couple dollars off of our heads now, right? And like I said, Savannah Marshall, If you listening to me, baby, 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 bless your heart. You tried, you tried, but you need to get your money back from them them, that that trained you for that fight against Clarissa. They had you in there looking bad, girl. You could have did better on your own. Girl, you should have called me. And I'm not joking. Call somebody. Girl, you ain't gave that money away. Cause they didn't, they didn't do, they didn't help you at all. Savannah, Marshall, I hope you're not coming back, fighting those, uh, friends, Sean Cruz with the same, with, with them same, uh, trainers or them same people in your corner, um, girl, spend your money otherwise. Yeah. But like I said, there's, there's money in it now. Right? But Eddie Hearn, look at him. Like, he's like a big deal. He's a big deal now. And he's a promoter, like he's focusing on women's boxing. Right? The only, the only promoter who actually, who started it, the one who started it was Don King, right? He promoted Christy Martin big time and made her into a superstar. And then you know, it was a sideshow. Then, you know, then the Olympics came, and from the Olympics, you know, I guess it brought more value where these they can make these broads, Katie, uh, Clarissa, all of these um, broads that meddled or were names at the Olympics. They could, they can now make them something that. Um, the, the, the promoters or, or the fans would value. Um, so let's see what y'all are talking about. Um, so, um, Michael Orr says the ones that we keep seeing citing for the titles or fighting for the titles have that money. Michael or also says, what are the blue chip prospects? Um, what are the blue chip prospects and that get, and get signed in the Olympics? Okay. Michael, or also says the ones that have the star ratings now, you know, box right then put stars on people name like this, this is totally different. Right. Everybody's, everybody's finding their way to get their money. Right. Because how do you get a star? How do you get a star now? Like seriously. Um, the ones that have the star ratings, Five says, oh, absolutely. Okay, Michael Orr says five stars equal, both opponents have 20.0 uh, 0. 0 rating points at least. best 10 boxers. uh, best 10 boxers, four stars equal. Both opponents have 8.4 rating points at least. Um, and they're the best out of thirty boxers. Three stars. Both opponents have three point three four rating points. See, y'all understand this this points and stars and all of that stuff. Like, it's different now because um, stars and ratings that that shit was in um, Pokemon. <laughs> it wasn't in it wasn't in us real boxers. It was like the how you got, how you get your your ratings and your kudos was you was getting in there and you were actually um, performing. And people knew whether you were an opponent, a contender, or a champion. The, you know, the the fans, the people saw it. Now you got stars. So people, you look at a star and all automatically in your mind, if you haven't seen the person fight or whatever, you're thinking, oh, they have, three. you know, they have three stars. They have four stars. So they must be good. I don't know it double edged sword. Maybe that's their way of keeping everyone honest. Now, I guess Michael Orr says rating points at least equals not rated boxers. Okay. Michael Orr also says, and this is just a glimpse into the star ratings. Like I said, star ratings, um, wow. That's um, <laughs> that's some Pokemon stuff for me. I like to watch a fighter. I'm familiar with the good ones out here. I only need to see but a couple rounds, and I know if you're real or not. And that's what I want. You know, I I want people, I I, I want legitimate eyes to be on us in this sport. You know, I want us. I I want you guys out here to know who you who the local broad in your area you know who the baddest broad is in your area you know who behaves badly out of your state out of your country out of your region you know i want you to be familiar with 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 these names that's how we become yeah at the end of the day it's all about the people and that what you want to be is a people's champ right and I, i like to say sugar Sugar was a people's champ, not so to, not a belt champ or anything so to speak. You know, um I I made my name because people knew who I was. They saw what I did. They saw me in the streets training. I tra- I went to schools. I spoke to people. They they bought tickets to see me. I made fans when I I flew all the way out to like uh boon, boony places like reg, red deer calgary and and walked out of there with with the damn you know with with the club with with I walked out of there with the people on my side stuff like that you know what I'm saying um fistiana fights comes in and says uh, do you think that since there are few undisputed women champions. It kind of freezes out some of the women contenders. I mean, how many undisputed women are there? Six? And that's what I'm saying, Fistiana fights, like you got me tonight with this. I, I, I love the conversation. Um. I do think this undisputed garbage is monopolizing space for contenders. Right, because how are you gonna have all the damn belts? Right, I loved it, I mean, we. I want it to be, I, I want women's boxing to be where male boxing was in the 80s, the time where, you know, back in the time where there were like, the different kings in in the same weight class. So like, I want the different queens of the same weight class, right? Each, each baddie gotta hold uh, a different belt and have them fight out for it. You know what I'm saying? Instead of having one broad with all the damn belts, it's just redundant after a while. I'm sick of seeing the same chick with the same outfit, with the same song and dance, right? I wanna see, let let me see some other baddies with belts, right? But it's money, right? And they won't, they don't, Now I see where it's turning into like a soap opera now in women's boxing. And the men who have taken charge of women's boxing don't understand the organic dynamic of the appeal of women's boxing, right? Women's boxing is you gotta like the broad it's not about who's the best who threw the most punches or whatever it's you gotta like that badass you gotta like how she she gotta be bad too remind you she gotta know how to fight she gotta know how to fight right because yeah we went through the thirst trapping age we went but let's take it back to the age back in the day when the women pioneers were out Right? Where it, it was just up in the air on which bitch was better, because it was many of them, many of them, right? And and they had to prove, not only they had to prove themselves, but they had to prove that they were worthy to be looked at as a fighter. Let's bring it back to that, right? This whole thirst trapping and I got all the belts and all the colors is, it's really corny. Um, Christiana fight says, I definitely feel you on that. Michael Orr comes in, says there are seven undisputed females currently until McCaskill vacated the WBO title. Oh, she vacated the WBO title? How sway? Why? <laughs> Why she um wasn't enough money to have all, all the belts? Uh, Fistiana fight says, and that's the problem I'm having with women's boxing right now. Great point. Thank you, baby. I'm glad that we could see eye to eye on that. Um, Michael Orr says, female. Michael Orr says, so sorry. Michael Orr says, for the voice to text. Oh, okay. So you using that. I thought you I was like, he typing, he typing pretty fast. Um, but yeah, um, I just I, I, I just feel like more money can be made with more contenders. What you put in is what you get out, right? So if there are more sharks, you know, or, or more feed them, feed the damn sharks so they can now fight the other bigger sharks. because people, at the end of the day, what do people want to see? They want to see women behave badly. They don't want to see, you know, oh, uh, who was stronger, you know, who who did, threw the most punches or whatever. They want to see who's getting freaky in the john. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, they they want to see drama. They want to see action in there. And our drama and action are more. It's it, to me, it's more interesting, right? We we the. We're emotional. Women are emotional. We are, I claim it, okay? So more skill behind the emotion, yes. But I wanna see that. I wanna see styles, different styles in there that makes fights, right? So Chantel Cameron, she came in different styles. She really doesn't fight like an amateur. She she fights like a, a pro fighter uh, Chantel Cameron, very basic though, very basic, but now she's she's I think she's changing the game, where she's bringing the the more pro uh, look and feel in the ring, and I think uh, Fistiana fights. That's where you said that's where you see where she had Katie Taylor's number, where she was like, Nah, we ain't doing this amateur shit. You ain't throwing you you ain't throwing these flurries and thinking that I'm not going to not stand in front of your ass. Cause here I go, he, somebody said you was looking for me. Here I go. Like, that's, that's mystical. He's a rapper from back in the 2000s, early 2000s. Y'all got me like, y'all got, y'all got me really quoting like bars. Anyway, um, old bars too, um, so the fight says, Michael, oh, sorry, Michael Orr comes in and says, and there has never been an undisputed heavyweight female champion to date. And you know what, Mike, I've been said it. I'm, I'm waiting for the big girls to take over. I want the big girls to come in. I'm sick of these little broads. Ain't nothing like seeing the big broad fight. Two big broads, let me tell you, it's something. It's something about the jiggling. It's something about, yeah, yeah, I said it. It's something about just the meat being thrown around. I like it. I want to see it. The little, you know, I've had enough. I've had enough. I want to see two soundly big broads uh, throw leather in there and give and take. And there's some, there has been some out there. Um, There have been. but they're not putting money, everybody's, and that's the other thing that I, I can't stand about my, my uh, I'm sorry, about women's boxing. I love, I love us, I love us, but I can't stand us at the same time because everybody wants to run, run down to, if, if there's a celebrity boxer, they wanna run down to her weight class just to fight her, right, which takes away from women's boxing. What we want is we want all the weight classes to be interesting, all the weight classes to be full so we can eat. Um, Fistiana fight says at Michael Orr, there never will until the WBA and WBO get on board. Um, there will be, there, you know, there will be a women's boxing, listen, Fistiana, it was never about the sanctioning bodies with women, women's boxing, right? And we wanna keep it that way. If we're smart in women's boxing, we'll keep the sanctioning bodies out of it because they're taking what little money we can get. Um, there can be two heavyweight broads that get the attention of the people and that's, that's what the, I mean, that's what it's all about, getting people wanting to see you fight somebody, right? So if there's a big baddie out here that she's slumping broads or she's doing bitches bad in there, and then there's another one that's doing the same thing and we, and we all know about them, because social media is free right? You just need a promoter to put, to 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 rally these broads up. There you have it. And then, you know, the sanctioning body will get on board because yeah, yeah, yeah. We love the opportunity. It would be in the best interest of women's boxing to have two big broads behave badly so we could make some money off their ass, right? That's really what it's all about. It's not all about, it's not about the sanctioning bodies. We wanna get away from that. We want the people to know us and the people to want to see us in the rain. Um, Fistiana Fights says, right. Fistiana Fights gives me a smiley face. Thank you, baby. At Fistiana says, so true. Michael Orr says, so true. Okay, Fistiana Fights comes in and says, he was talking about undisputed for heavyweight, but the WBA and WBO won't have a women's champion. And that's what I'm saying, Fistiana. I'm saying the WBA and the WBO uh, doesn't matter when it comes to um, heavyweight women's boxing. We've got to get away and I'm saying this to you too, Mike, we gotta get away from this undisputed stuff because undisputed is political. Let's take the politics out of the fighting, out of women's boxing. You put the politics in women's boxing, you gonna have what we have in male boxing. You wait for two, three years for two broads to fight and that doesn't, that's not going to do well for us, for women, right? Because, you know, women got things, we, we got stuff going on outside of the ring. You, you know what I'm saying? We got things like, we only got a window of time to dedicate our lives to this. You're dedicating your life. And if you decide to step out, have a baby and come back, you can't leave. You can't leave with the title and say, oh, when I'll be back, I'll I'll start off the same place. No, it's different. But a man, he can have uh 10, 20, 50, 11 babies while he's still fighting. Right? He, he can he can have he can have families, he can do all of that stuff while still fighting. We're different. Women are different. We're different. So um I don't see where women boxers are gonna dedicate their lives to the sport to the extent where they forego um, their window of opportunity to make their families, to um, be mothers, to do all of these things. and. You, you can't do that, you can't have a big belly and somebody growing inside of you while you train for a fight, and then come back from that and be on top. It just doesn't work that way. Um. So let's take the sanctioning stuff out of this and let's bring it back to, uh, sorry y'all, sugar's getting peckish. And yes, I got some, I, I, I got me some, um, I'm hungry y'all. <laughs> So I got what y'all may call crisps over where y'all are. I got me some tater chips and I'm finna it. I'm just finna snack on. Mm. Mm. And these are my favorite ones y'all. Them jalapeno, that spicy jalapeno. Mm. That thing hit. You heard me. So. Yeah, I had to. I'm listen. I've been on go. Fisiana um, says, "Gotcha." All right, baby. I'm. Thank you. You know, I just want you to hear what I'm saying. So, um, Michael Orr says, "You know, you're gonna save me some of those. Mm, yeah, you can have. You can have some of my spicy. I I, I got some spicy for you, Mike." <laughs> May not be the chips, um. Michael Orr says, "Where's my jalapeno? You, you better come get it. Come get it, Mike. Come get it." And then I got some spicy, so I got to wash it down. Mm. Let me tell you listen y'all i hope y'all snacking with me tell me what y'all snacking on too ain't nothing like some chips and some good drink and a good conversation and i'm having a great time with y'all tonight fistiana fights michael orr tony uh, fistiana fights give me the um licking of the lips yes baby um you know, thank you guys. Thank you all for chiming in tonight with me. You know, I'm feeling kind of lonely for the past couple months, but uh Tony issue came in. I really thank y'all. We haven't, yeah, just a great time, but you know what? Let me go through this. I'm gonna go through Chantel Cameron's hit list, right? Her receipt, because I want, I want y'all to know that this one legit. Okay. Lovely assistant. Um, Let's go through these images that we got that, that we done put together. All right, so you see Chantel Cameron here, and this is in no particular order, y'all. Okay, I this is just who she fought. Um, Fissionify says, I found this channel yesterday, it's a blessing. Thank you for the appreciation. Yes, um. Talk and fight is the jam out here. Okay. We got we got we got some good folks on here. Um and I would just appreciate it if, if you kept come seeing me every Wednesday around this time. Fistiana. Um and, and bring some and bring some of your news in on this too, because I, I, I like the way you talk. Um, but okay, so in no particular order, okay, these are the broads that uh, this is this is um Chantel's hit list her receipt okay so uh we got Chantel Cameron there uh, to the far left and to the far right Jessica McCaskill okay and so this was the fight for all the belts okay um for undisputed uh, 140 pounds. So McCaskill on the right came down from 147. She says some lame, some lame bull job, talking about 147 is easy. It go down to uh, 140 where the challenge is. I'm like, bitch, please. You going down to 140? 140, 140 from 147, because them big broads is putting their hands on you and you don't like that tickle feel. It ain't tickling no more, right? Because you going in windmilling them. come back with that weight, the, the weight behind If Even if they hit you and you blocking that shit, you feeling it through, you feeling it resonate through your body. That's the thing about fighting outside big outside your weight class. You got to be able to you got to be durable enough and be able to withstand the 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 damage and 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 the um you know the the force and and the the beats that are coming to you. So I think she said Ramos that's her um that's her c- remote controller. Re- I, 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 it it hurts up here. I can't take, I can't take no more of these beats. I got to go down. I got to go down and wait. It, it just don't feel right that I got to get in here and get beat up like this because she wasn't even fighting. Um, She wasn't even fighting the, the contenders, the uh, high-end contenders at 147, she was fighting, um, the people that, you know, she could pick and choose because she got money behind her. So she was picking and choosing. And even those people, when they were putting their hands on her, um, it wasn't even, it wasn't stinging. That, that junk was rocking her shit. So, you know, she said, "I got to go down," but she went down to Chantel. Chantel was like, "No, oh, you want to see me? Oh, you think I ain't gonna put the beats on you? That was one of the one of the best executed ass whoopings I've seen. Um, on my list now is uh, Super Bad Estrada." versus um uh, what you call it um Esparza okay put uh, Estrada put put a put a a, a freaking workshop technical she she gave her a a, a damn 101 lesson on ass whooping yes um, Mar Mar. Uh, goodness, Estrada. What's her first name? Come on, Mike. Y'all know against um, Marla Estrada, who who was a I think she was a bronze medalist at the Olympics. Anyway, that and then uh, Chantel Cameron versus Jessica McCaskill it was done in, in the most professional way. Um, Chantel put that wild, put, put that bitch in a box and put a bow on it and said, here you go. Here, here go your ass whooping from, from every post. She was trying to wild. Chantel was like, no, we gonna contain this shit. Anyway, I enjoyed that fight. It was great, she handedly defeated defeated um, um, Jessica McCaskill. And we're just waiting to see if the sanctioning bodies would think that it's good for women's boxing for McCaskill now to run back on up to 147 and get her beats. Cause she got, I mean, she had all the belts. She was undisputed. Okay, so um, lovely assistant. Next. Next. Who is next? Who is another name on Chantel Cameron's hit list? Okay. So this was a fight. This was some pictures and clips from the fight. And yeah, boy, it was good. Y'all need to watch it. It's a good fight out here. Fistiana Fites asked me, well, Fistiana Fites came in and said, absolutely. And then Fistiana Fites comes in and said, Do you think Clarissa will go back up? Let me ask you this, because she had a real pound for pound. Clarissa Shield had the moonlight from down, from up to down, down to up. When Clarissa Shields fights, she makes money regardless. Clarissa Shields seems like her body has now matured. She don't have the baby fat on her like she she did before. She's starting to harden up. You starting to see her muscles coming in. She's getting more solid. I think she will eventually move back up. She'll probably move back up to um, middle, super middleweight when she becomes older. Um, Because I don't like, I don't, I don't see where it would benefit her to keep going down in weight. As I've said before in the other weight classes. You're a different, sorry, in, in the other episodes, sorry. Uh, you're a different fighter at different weight classes. Okay. I was a different fighter. I like I, I, every time I dipped down to 134 and I was, I was just talking to um, great fighter out here. Y'all need to bring her back. Y'all need to demand that she gets back in the ring. Melissa St. Bill. So I was talking to uh, Mel, Melly Mel, and she said, "Girl, she has this cute. She has the cutest voice to me." She was like, "Girl, I went down to 126." I said, "Girl, how you get down there?" She said, "Um, her her um manager and you know the person that moved her at the time knew a lot about." um, like making weight, they, they like were, they, they know about the bodybuilding and all of that stuff. So they knew how to lean her out and cut her down. So she remained strong while she was at the lower weight. And I was like, damn, I said, how you feel like that way? She was like, I felt good. It was an easy fight. When I went down, I went down all, all I ever knew as a fighter was hard work. That's how you lost weight to go down, right? And so that's where a lot of the advantages were. Like when you have when you have good matchmakers and when you have people who stalk, you can see the fighters who do that, right? So um, I worked hard or I, you know, I, I, um, I depleted myself. Anytime I had to go down in weight below 140, I depleted myself, went without meals, What, you know, depleted myself, which was not good for me. And when you deplete yourself, your muscles don't work as well. And you don't have, you, you're, you're giving, you're sacrificing your strength and, you know, the other things have to come into play your skill and you're even sacrificing a bit of your durability okay so in me doing that i things just never went well for me when i went down um closer to 135 knowing what i know now if i'd done it how uh, Mel- melissa st bill knew how to do it um I would have probably been more devastating at, at those lower weights because I had the thunderclap. Um, but I digress, you know, it, it is what it is. I think Clarissa Shields, as her body matures, she'll find out that it's harder to suck down. And, and when she does suck down, it's, it'll be harder to bounce back because that's what happens too. When you suck down it's harder to bounce back to to revive your your body and 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 get back in i mean this shit plays on your health okay boxing ain't no joke just because us women do it don't mean it's easy and don't mean it's a walk in the park like that's why i love us out here because us who did it who do it who who you saw do it who fought we so I don't even want to call us dogs. Like we, we, we're some goons and goblins. Like don't don't take don't let the smooth taste fool you here, right? I'm a monster. I've done I've done things, to, as a fighter and to fight, right? Um, it, I, I've 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 lived in the trenches. You know what I'm saying. I was one that didn't have the cakewalk like Michaela, like Michaela Meyer and, and and all of them who were able to pick and choose. And right I was I'm from the group that we're not like that. We we didn't have that. There was no protection, right? You were going in, you, you were going into the beehive, right? I don't call it the lion's den, I call it the beehive, <laughs> right? Because it's a queen bee. Right, and you had to walk past and walk in through all of that shit and kill the queen in order to come out on top. Um, so yeah, I think Clarissa Shields might end up just as she matures, possibly just going back up and staying there. Um, and also depending on if we have some some can some good contenders in the heavier weights. I also know that they're out to get Clarissa Shields, too. They're not trying to give her, they're not trying to give her the goat. They're not trying to tell her that she's the goat. They're not trying to even give her pound for pound, right? They're waiting. Just like how the the matchmakers stalk you and the, you know, they're just waiting. They're waiting for her to, um, for, for her to start to decline. Because we do, as fighters, male boxers and female boxers and if you don't mature and evolve in your game when you're in the ring that decline will be your downfall right so she has to mature she has to get out of her out of her this style that she has and get into another style as her body changes as her metab- as her metabolism slows down as you know, she she has an IQ so she can settle in there more, but also there are going to be younger, um, strong contenders coming. So she's got to know how to navigate her way and her performance to where she's still winning. Um, and she's going to have to get some power too. She's going to have to st- start stopping some of these broads because Shields ain't never stopped. She hasn't stopped anybody. Um, Fistiana fight says, I hate to see that, but I understand the sacrifices that need to be made. Fistiana Feitz also says, uh, as far as Chantel, do you think her skill level continues to rise? I think, she's, I think she's on a, if it ain't broke, don't fix it type of vibe right now. She has always had that basic pro style. And unless there's a contender that she that makes her have to come out of that, she's gonna stay in that and just become comfortable executing that basic style, pro style. In, out, move to move to your left. In, out, step around, step around the angle. Move to your left, move to your right a little bit, then angle back up. In, block out like you could see it it's it's almost like you can time it she's also like i said she can afford the, the the good drugs now right so and i'm not saying peds right i'm not saying the illegal ones but i'm saying the ones that she can take right because she has bulked up substantially since she first started and it take it that costs money that costs money. So it lets you know that she got money behind her um, because of how you've seen her body change and how she's developed. Um, so yeah, that. Um, lovely assistant, can you change the, the image? Change the image, please. Who's the next one? Ooh, so we got um, Chantel Cameron here at the weigh end verses, you see to the, to, to my left here, that's Mary McGee. Uh, 50 on the comes in and says, great point. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm glad you vibing with me. Um, so to my, to, to my, um, immediate left here, you got, uh, Mary McGee, Mary McGee is a very good contender. I thought I was going to fight Mary McGee. We were we, we were active at the same time. I'm I'm a bit older than her. But um, we came we we turned I turned pro first and then shortly after she pr- turned pro. The 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 lucky thing about her is she turned pro under a promoter. So she started off with a great promoter. He was feeding her fights and she was blossoming, blossoming, ah, blossoming. Um, she didn't have much as a, much of an amateur career, so she was learning on the job. She had a good following there in uh, Gary, Indiana, where she's from, and um, she, she got a belt um, before, unfortunately, I think she got a belt, Then, unfortunately, her promoter passed away and it was just her now down with the rest of us trying to get a promoter, trying to get people, trying to get good management, just trying, trying to do this thing. Um, She has some pretty Mary McGee's. um, I would say one of her um, most profound matches. Is her fight between uh, her fight her fight versus Holly Holmes? She was Holly Holmes' last boxing fight, I think, um, before she went and kicked Ronda Rousey up in her chin and and and, and ended that bullshit where they was on some old oh, MMA Rousey was better than women's boxing. I for. You know, I wasn't big on Holly Holm. I wanted to fight her as well. Wasn't big on her. I just wouldn't, I, I, I am fan. I, I have, I I do have women fighters that I I just truly admire and respect as fighters in this game that I know they can fight. Layla McCarter is one of them. Um, but Holly Holm wasn't. but she had it all at the time, right? She had everything a female fighter, a successful female fighter was supposed to have or should have at the time. She had a millionaire promoter and backer and she never, which, and she didn't have to leave her hometown and she made the most money and everybody, she was like this this celebrity, she became a celebrity, she became a celebrity female fighter um, it, over there in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Everybody wanted to clamor over there and fight her because number one, you knew you were gonna get paid and number two, okay, um, I get to fight Holly Home, right? Mary McGee fought Holly Home. She lost in that fight and um, she did remain a high-soughted contender because after that fight, she was able to attain a title, uh, a world title. She held on to that title for you know she, she fought, she fought decent contenders, and she held on to that title. And then it came to this. Um, tournament <laughs> that was brought to front. Um, it was uh, a junior welterweight tournament. It was called, um, uh, what was it called? Y- y'all help me. It-, it was called the Undisputed, something that Road to Undisputed, something like that. Okay. And um, she was one that had the world title, so she put her world title on the line for this tournament because I guess this, you know, this tournament was supposed to pull in in, in people who were interested and money and and the other bodies for these these undisputed titles for for the titles at one hundred forty pounds. Well, I don't think uh, Mary McGee is a fighter to me that is very she's she has a lot of potential um and she she has a bit of talent but what she did not what she did not have was growth in her years in the game Mary McGee had the same style that she did when she first started fighting and you know if you don't grow with your opposition. And if you don't grow with the with the industry, with who's in front of you, you become obsolete, right? Your style becomes obsolete. You you're not a problem anymore. You're easy to solve. Okay. So Mary McGee became easy to solve. And I don't think she understood that. Um you have to have people around you to keep you grounded. You, you have to have the sparring, or you you just have to have an understanding. Her IQ is is low um, as in, in boxing. And d- this ain't no shade. This ain't no shade. Sugar, sugar is just gonna tell the truth, okay? She's still young. She's still out there. She still has the potential. All she needs to do all she needs to do is reinvent herself and she can be a, another she can she can be a problem um on the scene again and i don't and i i would suggest uh, for mary mcgee to not rally at the lower weights anymore she needs to get up there to 150 to middleweight and she need to mix it up with them broads up there because she's she she's She's at the age now. She's mature. Her body's solid. She can deal with, she can deal with them extra pounds. She can uh, deal with the opposition there in that weight. I I believe she she's fast. She's fast. She can move. And I believe if she takes that up there into the heavier weight, uh, weight, middleweight, junior middleweight she she will actually be better up there than she was down in the lower weights, but you know I'm just throwing that out there i you know i i i I hope she comes back on the scene um but I don't think she'll be i don't think she'll she'll get any of these um belts back at these lower weights. Fistiana fights comes in and says. I wasn't sure if she was going to fight anymore after fighting Chantel. Mm. So um, I went, I have an episode that outlines the temperament of fighters, right? Um, Because your, your trainers and your training, they, you have to develop your style and development and evolution is based on your temperament as a fighter. And you should check it out. Um, Because then you can figure out what kind of fighter you are too. Um, Because the the fighter, me sitting here, sugar, sitting here, or Natalie sitting here, Natalie ain't sugar, and sugar ain't Natalie, right? Sugar is my alter ego. Sugar is a um, melancholic choleric fighter. Um, And that's, that's the temperament of sugar. Um, Natalie is a, I would say a phlegmatic, melancholic, melancholic individual. Um, So I would say, the temperament of Mary McGee, she's a sanguine, she's a sanguine fighter, meaning she wants to always look good. She it's it's all about her looking good, right? And so being beat the way she did by Chantel Cameron was a severe blow to her ego. Um, she's not one of those that'll get dust herself and get back up again after, and this is why I like about Chantel Cameron, right? Because Chantel Cameron is um a pure choleric. She's a pure choleric in the ring. You're not gonna, you're not gonna outdo her, and she's gonna go straight for your chest. And she gonna embarrass you while she do that shit. If she could beat your ass up, she gonna beat you up. She's not gonna try to say she'll stop you too, but she won't beat your ass up, right? And so you gotta be humble to fight a fighter like that. Right, because she gonna hurt. She gonna hurt you, like um, Savannah Marshall says. She gonna hurt you. She's gonna hurt you, and the time your temperament, the way you receive the the um, wh- wh- how you receive these things in the ring, is is your temperament, right? A uh, uh, a sanguine fighter, uh, you know oh my gosh, everybody just saw me get hit. Oh my gosh, this shit hurts. Oh my gosh, everybody sees me in pain. Like, then they start to defeat their own self, right, while they're fighting. So, um, you know, Mary McGee went in there. She done fell. She done, you know, all of this stuff. She in there looking a mess. So it, it was taking her down and down. Something like that, coming away from a fight like that against a choleric fighter like Chantel Cameron, is you have to, as a a fighter, as a sanguine fighter, like Mary McGee, you have to lay that old you to rest, have a funeral for her. She's dead. And you have to reinvent yourself, like I said. You got to give, you, you, you ain't merciless Mary McGee no more. You got to find something else that you are, some dig deeper inside of you and wake something else up in you, another monster, and bring her out, right? And then bloom from there. You can't be the same that you are because you gonna relive it as a sanguine, you gonna relive it, your ego will make you relive that, 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 that defeat, that embarrassment over and over and over again and you will second guess everything you do in there if you remain that fighter that you were, right? You gotta be crazy in here. The fighting, fighting ain't for sane people. All of us got, all of us, we got a couple screws loose. Yeah, that's why we can get in there in front of thousands of people and do what we do. That don't mean that we're stupid. That don't mean that we're evil. That don't mean anything. It just means that we're wired like our 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 our, our gears aren't as tight as everyone else's. Um, Fisiana Fight says, I agree. I hope she is taking the time to do that because I would love to see her fight again. Yes, Mary McGee is an entertaining fighter. I think she is a fighter that can bring and draw an audience, um, you know, because you have to, like I said, it's about about, um, liking the broad, if you like her or not, you know, it's not about, turning the fists over. It's about getting in there and performing and and having a personality outside of the ring as well. You know, and I think she does have that. Um, and I, I do look forward to seeing her come back. I hope she does um, find herself find another version of herself, feed it and let it loose because it's not too late for her. She still has some, She she's still, she's croning. She still has some years left though. So um, as you can see in this picture though, you see Mary McGee, she, she I, I ain't even gonna lie. She looking like Michael Jackson off a thriller. Y'all know in the part in the video when she turned into, when Michael Jackson turned into the zombie and was like, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> not, I'm not laughing at Mary, but, this is the shit y'all are looking at what it is, okay? She has depleted herself down to where her eyes are sunken in and she's not juicy. And you gotta be juicy to get in there and be hydrated and fight. She doesn't drain. look at her stomach. She has depleted and drained herself to make this weight to fight Chantel. And as you can see, Chantel then came down too, but you can see Chantel looks like she she's smart with it. Right? And so when I saw this picture before their fight, been there done that baby, that was me. That was me for the McCaskill fight. I knew it wouldn't going to end well. It, I, I was happy that she made it to the end of the fight, you know? Because when you deplete yourself that much, you put yourself in a position to get hurt. You do, and it's not that you, its not that the other fighter is better or stronger or anything than you. It's that you have you have killed yourself just a little bit, so this person can finish you off. Right? You're not in there at, at you're not in there at a fraction of your best. You're just in there hoping that you can kind of dance your way to a victory. It never works. I'm telling all of you fighters, male and female out there, it never works, don't ever. it. The game ain't there no more for that you can deplete yourself and come out of it, right? I think that's probably what happened to Amanda Serrano versus Erica Cruz. I think she may, I mean, you get to an age or you get to a point in your fighting career or in your development where you can't do that shit no more. You will hurt yourself. You'll end up punchy, right? Look at the um, I mean, I just saw a, a recent interview with Amanda Serrano, and I'm I you no shade, y'all, but she sound kind of punchy, right? She don't sound like she did before. She doesn't sound like the Amanda Serrano she did before. you know. We all know, and the thing is ain't nothing, ain't nothing sadder than a punchy female fighter. You know, Like y- y- y'all know what a punchy fighter sounds like and looks like, right? And it's hard because you can't tell them to stop and it's up to them whether they wanna stop or not. And it just only goes downhill from there Um, Fistiana Fights comes in and says, yeah, she does look pretty bad. Yeah, Mary, Mary didn't look good in this picture, you know, for the weigh-in. Um, Fistiana Fights comes in and says, you know, it reminds me of one of Devin Haney's fight against Cambosos, but he was able to win that fight, but he won't be at 35 much longer. I see that too. Even in the recent fight, you know, I see that um fisty fight says i think that's dangerous it is and they're playing this weight game like it's fun and funny and it's not right and you play it enough times you get a brain bleed and you, and you get hit it may not be hard you get hit and next thing you know you want some uh, 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 uh you can't even speak your name i've seen it i've seen i've seen it happen in in it, it mm. Pardon me, y'all. I've seen it happen where it's not even a fight, because it, it, it's only it hard sparring sessions. You got m- macho dummies in there going in there with, without no headgear. Talking about, yeah, you can hit me. I spar without head. <laughs> yeah, you sparring without headgear? Oh, we do hard sparring. Oh, you hard sparring? Not understanding that we are human. We are human. You may feel godlike, but you're human. And that shit, that shit adds up. And it'll be that one blow that you get either in sparring or in a fight. And you're gone, your faculties are gone. You don't have them no more. I am so grateful because I came through the hard way. I've come through hard sparrings. I've, I, there, were no, there were no other women to spar and work with when I was coming up. So I had some sessions where I was in the ring with a lot of times some men who hit me like I was another dude and trying to get me out of there. You know, and this is in sparring Okay. So I had to, I, what I realized, and this, especially after I had my, my child is Shug, Natalie was talking to Shug, Shug, if you're going to do this, you, your baby needs you to be able to be present and have your faculties so you can, so you can be a mother to them. So that's when I learn, okay, skills pay the bills. And then mostly that's when I learn to speak up. Boom. What the fuck? Oh, you hit, you hit this shit. Is over. Spark fights over. Right? I will, I will end, I will end the session. I will walk out of a session if I feel like you're if I if I'm hit and I feel like you're trying to hurt me. I'm done, right? And fighters, male fighters, but mostly female fighters, you be empowered to do that, right? Because we don't have to prove anything to anybody. We're in here, we're fighters just like everybody else. We're trying to make a buck just like everybody else. We're trying to end with all our faculties. So I'm so grateful like I'll forget your name. I'll give you a nickname real quick. But that's just cuz I'm, I'm 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 Ruby Scott's I'm Ruby Scott's granddaughter. We bad with names, but we'll give you a nickname because we love you. And that's what, you know, the, my my grandmother used to say. This is how she used to justify it. <laughs> she used to say your nickname is your real name because that's the name that your peers see, that's the, that's what they see in you, right? So to be called Sugar is such an honor for me because I didn't name myself Sugar. I, even to be called Too Bad, Miss Too Bad. I didn't name myself these names. It was my peers, my fans that gave them to me. So I earned that, that's my belt right there, you know? But I digress. Back to this. Um. Uh. And lovely assistant, are there any other images with with these two fighters? So India, like I said, you know, Mary McGee, it just wasn't her night versus Chantelle Cameron. Um, lovely assistant, change the picture, please. But um, she's still a great contender, and I look like I said, I look forward to her um, coming back and and. Reclaiming uh, another uh, another title and possibly in a, in another weight division. Um, then we have Melissa Hernandez, lovely assistant. Cause I got pictures, right? And, and y'all, I don't want you. I don't like you holding my night up. Um, Fisiana fight says, um, I think that's dangerous. Yes. And then Fisiana Fight comes in, says right. And Fisiana fights comes in and says, damn right, <laughs> yeah, right. We, we we, I'm spending the night, ain't I? Yeah, I'm glad you're agreeing with me. So um, this is another picture where um, you can see these ladies. I think this was before the weigh-in, where you can see they looking a little, they looking better. They they both juicy up there, okay. Um, now you see Chantel Cameron, she thickens. And the thing about, the thing that I notice about her too is now that she's kind of, she's stepping up in weight, you'll never see her in uh, tight clothes or showing her body like she did when she was smaller. She always got like a big sweat su- uh, suit on. You'll see maybe that she'll have um, like her pants on like this, but in her fight with, um, in in her fight just this past weekend, she had the whole baggy sweatsuit on. Um, we you were not you was not seeing her body, so that leads me to believe that she's doing some very extensive water cutting um, methods because that's what you do, right? You you cut water, and I mean I've seen it where I ain't even gonna lie, I've seen it where they 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 put the IV in and suck it out. And then after the weigh-in, they put the IV and add it back in. I've seen it. Yes, in male fighters. And now it looked like they starting to do it for female fighters. Check, mate, okay? This industry, this game ain't a game. So then you have, um, like I said, Mary, She, I mean, she looks great. She she's one of them diva. She's one not 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 a diva like Franchon, but you know she she one of them sexy, sexy girls out here. She always tries to you know look hot up there as a fighter, and um. And she she looked cute up here for this show for the for this face off, um. And she had the I think is what's that the what belt is that, is that the. W-I-B-A, something like that, belt. And she was fighting um, Chantel for that WBC, so yeah. Next, lovely assistant, give me the next one. I I was mentioning Melissa Hernandez, okay. Oh, and this was during the fight. So it looked like she got one on uh, Cameron. Cameron took that and was given one at the same time. Okay, so this is how that fight looked. Um, next, next, next image, lovely assistant. All right. So we have, um, Chantel Cameron versus, and to my immediate left, uh, left right here, left here, um, Melissa Hernandez, who is a, um, I I could say that she, she is, she done made herself a legend. Yeah. Uh, she came, she, she had a great run in women's boxing. She fought all great contenders. She was, um, she fought, she, like I said, she fought one of my, one of my favorite fighters in Layla McCarter, um, Chevelle Hallback Chevy. She fought like she, she stepped to everybody. She was, a she was a a smaller gal, smaller broad. Um, I remember in amateurs, she was around, seeing her fight one time, um, and she fought at 165 in the amateurs. So she was a big girl in the amateurs and she came all the way down for pro and she did the damn thing. Um, now when she fought Chantel Cameron, she was inactive for a very long time. She was actually at the tail end of her crone Like she, well, yeah, she, she wasn't, would be considered an old fighter at the time. Um, inactive and just out the blue, she took the challenge from Chantelle Cameron. Um, I think she thought, shit, I've been around. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm Melissa Hernandez. As a matter of fact, I ain't even gonna lie, I went on the thread. I went on the women's boxing, um, uh, W band thread. And I was like, man, this little young wet nose ain't going to beat Melissa Hernandez. Melissa Hernandez got good, the be- some of the best footwork in women's boxing, you know, like hands down skills pay the bills. She ain't, got, she ain't been out here long enough to deal with a no, with, with no Melissa Hernandez. You know, I was big on that, even though Melissa Hernandez had was off, you know, was inactive for a while. But she shut my ass up. Yeah, boy. Um, Chantelle, um, lovely assistant. Uh, switch, switch the picture. So this one, and there go Getty Imaged. Uh, David Becker, there you go. Um, I'm giving you your kudos for using your picture. But in this picture here, you know, you got, she's she, you know she's slipping a shot but unfortunately you know um she got him Melissa Hernandez in the green in the um Puerto Rican flag uh uh short uh, little um skirt there with the lime green she got stopped by Chantel Cameron and I couldn't say nothing she shut my damn mouth up uh Chantelle Cameron handedly stopped Melissa Hernandez, but Melissa Hernandez came in there. Um, like, yeah, Frisiana Feist came in and says the layoff played a part. I wonder what it what if it would have been like if Melissa was active. And that's what I was saying too. like, Chantel's management or people them, they were smart with this one, right? They they picked the fruit when it was when it was old <laughs> and stale, which is what you want, what you know, what they want. Um that layoff, fighting a, a contender like Chantel Cameron from that layoff was the worst thing uh Melissa Hernandez could have done for her legacy. Cause she made her look, she looked bad in there versus Chantel Cameron. Uh, Cameron. I don't think the, I don't think it would have been, I don't think the fight would have been stopped. And I think she would have done better for herself in in the ring if if, and I'm talking about Melissa Hernandez, if she had gotten if she had knocked a couple, some of that ring rust off of her and she had let her bones harden back up because when you on layoff, okay? And this is another reason why my fight ended the way it happened, the way it did with McCaskill is cause when you are on on hiatus, your bones get soft. Your bones get soft, soft bones, meaning You're not durable, you're not fight durable. You can go in there and spar and everything, yeah, but you gotta be, your your body has to harden up, so you can, your your jawline, your skull has to be hard so you can withstand and take shots. When your bones are soft, you're not gonna, if you get hit in these places, you're not going to um, absorb it like you would when you're active and when you're when you're in when your body's in there like you, you like you're you're training consistently and training hard right so with this one I think I, I think that was the main deal in how it ended but I do still think that Chantel Cameron would have beat Melissa Hernandez because Chantel Cameron is a stronger fighter than Melissa. Melissa never had power like that. Melissa had shenanigans and skills that would get her to the wins, right? She will outskill your ass. But Chantel Cameron also has skills. So they were neutral, like, they, it, it was pretty even there. So I don't think. Uh, I don't think Melissa Hernandez would have pulled away uh enough to win the fight over Chantel Cameron. She just would have had a better performance there. So that that's my take on that. Um next picture or next yeah, next slide, please. But uh Fistiana fights, I think you did um you You know, it's true. Fisiana Fights comes in and says, I agree. I still think that Chantel would have won if Melissa had a tune-up fight before. Yeah, like Chantel is that gal. I I ain't taking nothing from her. She's that gal. (laughs) Um, And this picture here is of uh, Anai Sanchez. And this is just, you know, this is a shot, this is a picture because I think she should be mentioned Um, She put on a good fight against Chantel. She didn't get stopped. She lost by decision, but the the thing about her, the crooks about her is uh, Anais Sanchez is a bantamweight naturally. Like she's a bantamweight fighter who is stepping up to this higher weight class fighting these bigger broads. Uh, Anais, she, she fought McCaskill and she also fought Katie Taylor. So I think she's got some like she she got some 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 big boobies in her bra to, to big her chest up to bump her chest up and say, yeah, I'll fight you and and go up to these broad weight class so it's that's a it's an honorable mention. I think you know, um, especially fighting going the distance with a fighter like Chantel Cameron and and you're a smaller fighter speaks volumes. That means that, you know, she can stand in there. She's a good contender. Uh, next, next um, slide please baby. And so we got Vivian Obanoff, which I mean, people gonna say what they say about her, but I did like, I like her. I like her. She cray. She cray cray. I like her. Um. She, she um. She got stopped by um, Chantel, but this fighter here, Vivian Obinoff, she um, she was, you know, she. she this this fighter, there's different styles too. Type of fighter, right? I call um her fight style I I think she's a, a a juggernaut. Juggernaut meaning that um much like McCaskill's a juggernaut. The more force you 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 bring to them is is the more force they can generate and bounce back at you. Right? I can tell, you know, by giving that because um when when Obinna fought um Natasha Jonas, she dropped Natasha Jonas like I think two, two or three times. Like they were trying hard, they were trying bad. They wanted Natasha to win, bad, bad for real. And Natasha kept getting up because that's another one too that got harsh. I, I like Natasha Jonas too, but Open Up was just all upside her head, and she overwhelmed her and and beat her that night at the end of the day, you know, at the end of the day, you got a fighting chance. And so Open she she will cash in, she will cash in on that fighting, you know, that fighting chance. Um, And so when you know, she stepped up. This was interesting to me because I this was before Chantel stepped up to fight Cameron. And, and as you can see, like I said, this is a smaller weight, right? So you see Chantel there with just a sport bra on. She's showing her body cause she's small, right? And and she she ain't she ain't trying to let people know that she, you know, she 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 got you know she she got them she taking something to fill herself out now i'm not saying she's doing the illegal stuff what i'm saying is she's doing some stuff though okay um and that's just the um that's just the in- industry all athletes take some kind of um supplement some kind of you know uh what can I say? Some recovery uh, assisting type of help, right? And there are some that are illegal, they're steroids, and there's some that are not, um, which are supplements, right? So uh, there's a thin line. I can tell, I can tell when you on the on the roids, I can, because I've seen it, I've seen it in the industry enough. And I could tell when it's hard work and it's supplements. Okay. And so, um, I'll tell y'all what I think real quick. So these two women, you can see that's hard work on their bodies, hard work, but these two women can, are both strong and they both can bang in there. So that's what interested me about this fight. Um, and Obinoff is a Kamikaze type of fighter. She is all or nothing. She going win by the she gonna win by the sword or or die by the sword. Um, and so, like I said, uh, she got she got stopped by um, uh, Chantel Cameron, I believe, in the sixth round. Chantel Cameron stopped Melissa Hernandez in the fourth round. So, and, and she's stopping these fighters by beating them down. Okay. She beating them. Um, the thing about it is with this fight here, Obanoff versus Cameron, this fight was before Obanoff fought and stopped Natasha Jonas. So this is giving you the segue into the honest possible matchup in the future between Natasha Jonas and Chantel Cameron. That's the thing that could and should happen. That's a fight that should happen um, because it can. Now, um, yeah, because Natasha Jonas is a middleweight champ and I know uh, Chantel Cameron can go easily Go, go take 147, take the 147 titles from, if the sanctioning bodies want McCaskill to keep it, she can go up there and take them from McCaskill and then move right on up to middleweight with Natasha Jonas. Chantelle Cameron is that gal that'll do it. I would want her to fight the dragon though. I would love to see her fight the dragon, Layla McCarter. That would be a good one. Um. But yeah, uh, these these broads, these crones that I've named uh, are women on Chantel Cameron's hit list. She on her receipt. She's fought some 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 good contends, good contend, uh, good contenders out here. Y'all know I got my hand in the chip bag again. and, And while I got my hand in the chip bag, lovely assistant, can you change the slide? So this is another picture of Anaya Sanchez. This must have gotten thrown in at the end. But here she go, okay. Um. Banded weight, you can see she ain't muscular or nothing like that. She she look like she look like any broad that you would see on the road, but she could fight. Next slide, lovely assistant. Oh, uh, Fistina fights. Fistina fight says she's tough. I suppose you're talking about. Uh, are you talking about Vivian Obin Obinoff? All these broads that I name are tough though. But yeah. Um Fistiana Fights also says, I know you can tell. Us boxing fans can guess, but y'all know the truth. And, and I think like, I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair that, you know, so that's why if if I I'll I'll speak on it. See, I'm not boxing anymore. So I don't have to, um, you know, and, and I wasn't like this. I wasn't like this before, you know, I wasn't an ass kisser. I didn't need to make any friends. I knew I could fight, which was a double edged sword for me because then if, if you don't kiss ass, that means you, that's that much, many more enemies that you got because women's boxing is a caddy game and the people that smile in your face will be the main people that say, oh, um, she ain't training. Oh, you should give her a call now. Oh, go, yeah, yeah, she tell, you know, set your ass up. So you got to be, you got to be careful. Um. I guess my slide went and got jammed up. This is also Chantel Cameron versus uh, Anaya Sanchez. Next slide. And there, there's that gal at the end. So this, I'm, I've reached the end. Okay, this is that gal, Chantel Cameron. I can say, well, she should be mentioned as a pound for pound contender, as, as, one, of the, as one of the better pound for pound female fighters out here she's she's proven it she's made her own skid row meaning does she's not fight she didn't fight recycled opponents from other people and she didn't bring in tomato cans she she got she got the chicken from all of these names from all of these um broads that that were and are problems out here still she bested them she beat them without no help um she she's a hard worker. You can see she's disciplined. Um, For what I've seen her do so far, she's she, she a little she to the point where she's probably psycho. She's a psycho, yeah. Because um, you got to work hard to do what she's done. She's rallied from the weight she's rallied from 129 pounds to now being solid 100 un- 140 pound undisputed champion that's hard work okay and she's and she's she stood in there with with some good opposition um her i like and i look forward to seeing where she goes with this um I don't think. I mean, yes, yeah, she handed she she handed Katie Taylor her first L, but I think Katie Taylor's first loss was um, her first fight with Delphine Purseun. So Chantel Cameron was not the first fighter to to give Katie Taylor an L, but on the books, hey, she's that gal. Um, lovely assistant. Is there anything else? Is there any other pictures? Because I'm about to wrap it up. Finish eating my chips. All right. So there they go. And we back at the we back at the first clip. Now w- w- the reason why we're back at the oh, Fistiana fight says a very impressive resume. And then comes in and says, that's a fact. Yeah. So you know, I yeah, Chantel Cameron has a very impressive resume. Um, as a fighter, if I was active, I'd be, not to say that I would, I'd still want to fight her, right, because she ain't fought sugar, but I have, she would be on my radar, because, you know, I, I like the best, I, I want to, I always wanted to fight the best, and I like the best, and I like her as a fighter, um, and I like how she puts herself out there, I like her pictures. I like, you know, she sells, she sells women's boxing. Yeah, I think she does. I think she's more, she has more of a personality than um, Katie Taylor. I think she has a better, she's a better, has a better personality than uh, Clarissa Shields. I think she shows more moxie. She has more moxie as a fighter personality wise than Natasha Jonas. You know, these are names. So, you know, she's, she, she, I think she, she has a complete package, not taken away from any of the other bras that I just mentioned. I'm just saying, I like this gal, and she has, like, she, she, she has the ingredients, and I look forward to seeing her fight the other problems that are out here and and making a name for herself, um, possibly up in the higher weight divisions, because she can. Um, And that's my last slide. Lovely assistant, can you make me big on the screen again so I can uh, wish everybody a good, good night? Yeah, y'all, so thank you. Oh, we done went into damn near three hours. Let me tell y'all something about the Sugar Show. I used to try to keep it at half hour, then it went to hour. Then it went to two hours. One time I had a four hour show, just small bites, small bites. Right. You ain't gotta listen to it all at one time, but I think you should listen to it or I think you should watch me. Okay. Um, like subscribe, share this sugar. Okay. Um, Okay. I got a restream. Um, see sugar's a cave woman. Uh, I've received 100 messages today with restream chat. Okay. I love it. Thank you. Um, that means I, I, I was active. We was active y'all. So thank you, Michael, Orr. okay. For chiming in as usual. Okay. Who else went chimed in after? Listen, Thank you for tone, thank you to Tony issue for chiming in. And the one who stole the show with me though is Fistiana Fights. I had a lovely conversation with all of y'all. I thank you uh Fistiana Fights for for really um chiming in and having a great conversation. We agreed on some things and we disagreed on some things, but we remained you know we, we remained here and we had lovely conversation lovely insight we learned from each other and i like all of it and that's what we do here on the natalie sugar brown show call me sugar like i said like subscribe and share this sugar i will be uh Back on the live, back on the show next Wednesday night at around seven thirty or a bit later. Uh, I was meaning to drop in on on Friday, and I might do so this Friday on on Mike's show or or, or with the guys on Talking Fight. I tried because I wanted to. I wanted to hear what they had to say about what this this fight with Little Devin Haney and all of them that just passed. If they if that's what they're talking about. Um and about this Crawford French fight coming up or whatever they else they have to say I just love cutting up with them boys they're not boys they men's, and they talk they talk fight and I like it anyway until um Fisciana fight said two nights in a row great shows here we'll definitely see you next week all right boo boo I will see you I look forward to it Um, And and leave a comment. Let me know what you want to talk about for the next show so I can be ready. Anyway, you guys have a great, great rest of your week, okay? Like, subscribe, and share. And until Wednesday, bye-bye.